0: Tyre Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power. morning Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing.
1: Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh.
2: Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go!
3: Well, this is unbelievable. At uh, two minutes past six on this wonderful Thursday morning, the 14th of September, Mark Bickley, we are not in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. We've basically brought Studio Lumo on location this morning and we are sitting comfortably at the Hotel Grand Chancellor kicking goals with Grand Chancellor Adelaide's free <laughs> extras. Good morning to you. Yes,
4: good morning to you, Jared. It is. It's absolutely fabulous here. We're in the uh, the, the lobby right next to Seb's bar. We came down last night, uh, enjoyed some food and beverage from that uh little part of the hotel, which was great, and here we are.
3: Some of the things that we noticed straight away, we arrived last night, you were incredibly late, so we had <laughs> dinner at about 10pm. Not um, quite, not quite. Well, it was close enough, I'd actually never been in here before, but you have a look around and um, the fit out is remarkable, pardon the pun, um, but also... All all of the food and beverages, all South Australian products, Mm. which we love. So last night we had some cured kangaroo, which I had never experienced before. It was lovely. Didn't even know it was sick. What was your... (laughs) Oh my gosh. It is so early for that. I'm still in my pyjamas, by the way. There's some stuff on our socials at the moment if you want to have a look at it. Um, Your specific order Mm. in regards to dinner, do you remember what your special request was last night?
4: we uh we, we what we wanted to do we wanted to taste the fare and so we we had a little sample of everything but yep. my only request was make sure there's chips with it that's I'm, pr- I'm a pretty simple guy and I like hot chips so so there was
3: a big bowl of chips and uh myself Sam Fan- Fantasia our producer and you were here
5: yeah.
3: and I watched Sam have one leftover chip and no, you had all of not. them
4: no, he didn't. He he had a lot of the chips. Oh, clearly, you're not a chip man. Mm. You didn't have any. But um, actually, I thought Sam had a fair few. Actually. Oh really? I only knocked his hand out of the way a couple of times.
3: You looked quite aggressive, and you were <laughs> you were flexing as well. So we talk about a lot of South Australian influences being in this room. We have the we have the bizarre circumstance of what a coincidence the 1998. AFL mm. Grand Final is being played on the big screen here for people who want to come and have a look. Well, it's not quite the big screen. It's,
4: it's a screen in Seb's bar that's sort of tucked away. It's but, pretty big. Yeah. But this is what I love about the uh, Hotel Grand Chancellor. L- literally, you walk in, you're off Hindley Street, and it feels like you come into another world. You, um, you step right away from all the hustle and bustle. It's just fantastic.
3: Yeah, well, what I was going to do was play a few pranks on you last night because our rooms are opposite one mm. another. So. Well, you actually
4: did. You you did prank me. What do you
3: mean? You knocked on the door once
4: uh, and I thought, oh, Jared's forgotten something. So when I opened the door, there was no one there. And then you jumped out
3: and you scared me. We we told you that you wanted to go in and um, have a look at what the rooms looked like. Um, And I was in there in my, I'm still in my robe right now. Can you explain to everyone what I'm wearing at the moment? So
4: I'm just wondering what is going on because you've got, you're in your pajama pants. You've got the um, what sort
3: of pajama pants are they?
4: They look like Peppa Pig pajama pants. Yeah, aren't Yeah, yeah. It looks like Daddy Pig on there. Yeah. Um, and then you've got the uh, the slides from the from the room, which yeah. is nice. Yeah. I'm not sure what that shirt is. It's some sort of floral arrangement.
3: It's a floral Antetokounmpo basketball top. Really? So I slept in that.
4: What What's the What's that all about? The,
3: doesn't oh, look like a something, basketball Something top. a little bit different.
4: Okay. And then you've got the robe over the top. Any reason for that? Just lounging back.
3: Well, this is the thing, mate. I didn't have to make the trek from the northwest suburbs to come into Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA, this morning. I just woke up, thought, you know what? Yeah, it's good enough. And then here we are, because you, for example... Mm. Went to Red Square last night. Oh so no. you have not been to your room. You don't know what the bed no. feels like. And I've, I've got reports that you did a Heinley Street crawl last night. No. So you've gone Red Square to the Bucking Bull at the Wool Shed and you've ended up here at the Hotel Grand Chancellor. No need
4: to swear that there, <laughs> there is no truth to that rumour at all. I was literally, after uh, having some food and we enjoyed you know, the the hospitality of everyone here at the Hotel Grand Chancellor. I was happy just to go up to bed.
3: Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it was fabulous. Our partners aren't happy with us, though, because we got a full (laughs) night's sleep. Full
4: night's sleep. king size bed. I literally was rolling back and forth. Couldn't find the edge of the bed. It was fabulous. Brett says
3: on the text line this morning, 0427 154 166 that's the way Bix, nice and simple, hot chips or a couple of yummy other things. I'm just trying to work our text message thing <laughs> at the moment. I don't know what that says. Um, we're here alongside Chemist Warehouse as well. You can head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Of course, we are going to talk about sport this morning. Yes. There's two very important things that I wanted to share with you this morning, Bix. Okay. Um, first of all, today's Are You OK Day. Mm-hmm. So, you and I are very passionate about um, our mental fitness and our well being. So, I'm going to ask, Are you OK?
4: i'm good i'm good generally by the end of the week i start to get a bit fatigued after a number of early mornings but no this is good we had like you said didn't have the the commute in today extra half hour sleep which is great um not having to worry about tiptoeing around at home and not to wake anyone up so i just got up and had i tell you what i do love when you go to a hotel and it's it's one of my really important factors what's the shower like and we
3: had, well, oh, I had a shower here, and it was like... We did not have a shower together. <laughs> no, 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 I I requested <laughs> it, but you can't spin water, these Water pressure,
4: the fabulous. Shower head, fabulous. That's two big ticks from me. That's what you need
3: when you're going, uh, staying overnight somewhere. Yeah. The whole thing about are you okay, It you're supposed to ask me if I'm okay now. That's,
4: I was getting to that.
3: Oh, were you? Were yeah. you?
4: Jared, are you okay?
3: Yeah, so you're using these four steps to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. So you ask if you're okay, which I've had to guide you into. Yep. Then you listen, which you're not very good at. Um, what's, encourage what's action that? and then, no, then check it. But no, I'm... Um... So,
4: so, so just run through them again, please.
3: Yes. So you, first of all, ask the question of, um, are you okay? I think that's a really important question to ask, but it's then what happens from that conversation in that question so listening is really important some people just want the opportunity to be heard um encourage the action so be empathetic and um, express support where you need to and then check in so i think the thing sometimes we forget about are you okay days we use a day to say are you okay Mm. however the fundamental thing that is important for following on from that is um a follow-up mm. and another follow-up. And if they're not okay, the person that you ask that question to, be prepared to have that conversation. We've seen um, in sport, even recently, there are athletes who aren't okay at the moment and they live uh, a public life with public jobs. That doesn't mean that that is more exclusive than people who are fighting yeah. a private battle.
4: Mm. Uh, and and we've we've come to um, see that much more Yes, in recent times where people... Put their hand up and being really brave and put their hand up even when they have a public profile and said that they they aren't coping. Yep. Uh, and uh, and in a lot of ways that's been a big step forward towards normalising it and having people understand that no matter what standing or what part of life you're in, it's, it's so non-discriminatory. Um, mental health and it, it it doesn't matter who you are, where you are, what level of uh, um, income you earn, or you know anything like that. It just it is something that everyone um, needs to be mindful of.
3: I totally agree. Um, I like to have a little bit of light and shade when we see each other for the first time, and it was you were the first person I saw this morning, mm. which was confronting. Um, the other big special day it is today, and it, it's today in America. And sometimes I think we get a little bit confused when we celebrate particular days, but then America celebrates the next yeah. day. Um, today is National Bald is Beautiful Day. Really? Yeah. So this is celebrating um, baldness. It's often a reason for anxiety and embarrassment among many but it's nothing to be embarrassed about. So happy National Bald is Beautiful Day and I thought it's a good opportunity for you to talk about some of your favourite bald people apart from myself. You know, you would have played against Mill Hanna. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Nigel Smart. Nigel Smart went early. Brent Guerra, who just picked and chose.
4: Kim Kim Costa is now bald.
3: Yeah. Rod Jamison. Jamo.
4: So so I think there was, Nigel was um, probably one of the leaders in being preemptive. Mm-hmm. So uh, a bit like yourself. He had some male pattern baldness. Yeah. A bit, bit of hair on the back and the sides and thought, you know what? I'm not just going to, uh, I'm not going to accept it. I'm going to get in early and sort of got rid of the whole lot. And then that started a bit of a trend, and now that's sort of that's commonplace, isn't it, for, for men? Jason Dunstall,
3: another one. Jason Dunstall. Jason Statham, actor, bald. I <laughs> get others? mistaken for Moby sometimes, but like the malnourished version of Moby. Moby. <laughs> yeah, Bruce Willis.
4: <laughs> Bruce Willis. Yeah. You,
3: you, get, re, you get. Absolutely.
4: <laughs> mistaken for when Bru- he was 12. <laughs> John, John, John McCain. McCain, McLean from Die Hard. John McCain. Yeah, John yeah. McCain from Die Hard I can see that resemblance
3: thank you not great well this has been really supportive um, <laughs> Studio Lumo today do is at need, the Hotel Grand need Chancellor do is it like I, I don't deal with that issue I've
4: got a bit of I've got a little bit of a, a, a thinning area at the back of my head that, that is yeah it's sort of runs, everyone has it, a day though. this is
3: the thing so um, in a couple of weeks there'll be National Tide Us Day where you can um, be celebrated <laughs> which would be fantastic and National Dad Joke Day and all this other stuff um We're here alongside Tire Power. Big footy final sale is now on and we will talk footy very soon as well. There's a lot to get into this morning. Um, We need to chat about Port Adelaide and some of their uh, player selection moving into the match this weekend. But also, we heard yesterday a player who won't be available for them in 2024 is Brodie Grundy. So we need to cover that. Um, We will be talking about the elephant in the room. And what I'm looking at at the moment here at the Hotel Grand Chancellor is uh, a few toppings being prepared for an omelette. I think we have an omelette-making competition this morning, Biggs.
4: Yes, we do. And now the resident chef has brought all the ingredients out. And and I think you're at a distinct advantage because you've just come back from Bali. And that is the king of uh, having an omelette for breakfast every day. Generally, they sit in front of you. So you've been watching, observing. It's been a little while since I've uh, cooked an omelette, so I'll see how we go. But I'm pretty competitive. That's one
3: thing I am. You've got no chance of beating me today. Oh, really? No chance.
4: Okay, well, we'll see how we go. What uh, about
3: this? If you beat me in the omelette-making competition today, once the show finishes, I will go upstairs and jump in the pool. Okay,
4: that's a great one.
3: And if I beat you...
4: That'd be, that'd be just the, the normal outcome
3: that we're, what was expected. You have to pay for dinner last night. Okay.
4: Well, I did. I signed
3: off on it last night. Yeah, but you signed my room. <laughs> Did not. It is thirteen minutes past six on SENSA. What
4: number were you again? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah, Twenty (laughs) six. We are going for uh, a beautiful day today. Twenty eight degrees. This is unbelievable. Um, More team group fleet seven. Massive brands. Give us a call, please. There's a lot to talk about. Port fans, are you happy? With Brody Grundy saying "See you later, Port Adelaide." One 736 Well, but
4: it's not all and gloom for Port because they did secure two players who wanted a uh, uh, to be traded to Port Adelaide. Jordan Sweet, yes, who you've been talking about for yeah, a long month, time. for months now, yep. and, and that association with uh, former coach uh, Josh Carr, Josh Carr at North Adelaide Premiership uh, Association, now Josh at Port Adelaide, and and Brandon Zirk Thatcher yep. is the other one. So. When you think about it, these, there's three players already that have requested a trade to Port Adelaide. That is Asava Radigalia, yep. key defender, pinch hit ruck maybe if needed. You've got Brandon Zerk Thatcher, defender, key defender. And you've also got Jordan Sweet, who's a ruckman. They are three desperate needs for Port Adelaide and all want to come to Port Adelaide. That is a massive tick in the column of creating an environment where people think that they're going to flourish. So well done to Ken Hinckley and his crew, because when people want to come to your club, that is as good an endorsement as you can get.
3: We will break all of that down this morning and uh, a lot of the news about the AFL finals too, thanks to Kona Cranes and DMAG shaping next-generation material handling. It is 15 minutes past six. We are live at the Hotel Grand Chancellor. Good morning.
0: Tyre Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power. Warm Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing.
1: Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh.
2: Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go!
1: Good morning to you, 20 past six
3: on SENSA Breakfast. We are kicking goals with Grand Chancellor Adelaide's free extras. We are live in the beautiful lobby this morning, which is brilliant. Um, Mark Bickley is here, so we've basically brought Studio Lumo right here to Hotel Grand Chancellor because this is wonderful, isn't it? We are being looked after this oh, morning.
4: Water, we've got coffee. We're set up here just next to Seb's bar, and uh, the world's just starting to come alive. We see some people sort of drifting down. A couple of pilots and hostesses, clearly, you know, they only stay at the best hotels, so yes. clearly, they are here at the Hotel Grand Chancellor. So, yeah, the, the day's starting to wake up, and we are expecting a magnificent day, mostly sunny, top of 28 degrees. Spring has certainly sprung.
3: Uh, If you haven't heard, Beaumont Tiles giving away a trip for two to American Footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12, and you are in with a chance. T's and C's apply. Let's get into our brekkie brainstorm this morning.
4: Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Yes, indeed the Brecky brainstorm this morning, as we heard yesterday, just talked about it off the top of the show. Some people players wanting to come to Port Adelaide, Brandon Zirk Thatcher yesterday along with Jordan Sweet, both requested a trade. They join Asava Radigalia, who uh, from Geelong, who said he wants to be at Port Adelaide next year also. The question with the Brecky brainstorm today is which one of those three players will have the most impact. For Port Adelaide. So we'll go with Brandon Zerk Thatcher, Asava, Radigalia mm. or Jordan Sweet. Now you are uh, a desperately mad Port Adelaide fan, Jared? Yes. Which one of the three are you most looking forward to? The one that's going to have the biggest impact in your eyes. The only
3: one I'm unsure about is Radigalia because yes, he's suggested he'd like to go to Port Adelaide, but other clubs are in the mix as well. I think Hawthorne was one of the names suggested too. So nah,
4: he's, he's coming to Port Adelaide. Once you Once you nominate a team, you yeah. end up there. 99 times out of 100.
3: I feel that it's a no-brainer that if he is available to add to Port Adelaide's defensive stocks with the loss of Tom Jonas moving into next year with potentially the loss of the likes of Tom Cleary, um, I think it's a no-brainer. I think Mm. it's great that Jordan is considering coming to Port Adelaide, but there's also some pretty decent Ruckman there at the moment. And um, Zerk Thatcher, again, um, there's a few similar players to Zirk Thatcher. So I think um, Radically would be a no-brainer. What about you, if you were a Port fan?
4: I tend to agree. I, I think it's twofold. One, he's going to take the big key forward for the opposition. But two, what it does to free up Aliyah. And, and um, it, you know, Aliyah's got the toughest job... In Port Adelaide's side at the moment, he has to be the, the number one intercepting player and he also has to be the number one stopping defender. So he's trying to do do both things. But uh, if, if he can slide down the, the pecking order potentially to one of the lesser forwards from the opposition, I think he can become that sort of really intercepting, rebounding um, turnover player that we, I guess a couple of years ago, we had that unbelievable breakout season. Mm-hmm. I think that's where he can get back to.
3: Brett sent us a text zero four two seven one five four one double six. I'm very happy Grundy is uh, wanting, uh, not coming to port, and I'm so proud of the really good players like Zerk Thatcher, Jordan Sweet, and Radicalia that want to come to our great club. Um, Brett goes straight into the running to win an amazing prize this morning. So alongside Golf Box, home of the biggest range of golf's best brands. We have a golf box prize pack, including a tailor-made cap, divot tool, and a box of TP5 golf balls, which is fantastic. So um, I would say that he's the clubhouse leader at the moment yeah, with that yeah, text.
4: Leader in the clubhouse. Just on Port Adelaide and their ability to get the people they need in. That, like, if you had a said, what a Port need? That, that, you know, like Scott Lysette's been up and down in terms of his own durability. There's no question when he's fit and firing, he's a great player still. Is that durability going to be there and enable him to play for a full season next year? We're still sort of up in the air on that one a little bit. So, that, but they needed a ready-made ruckman. So Jordan Sweet being in the wings at mm-hmm. the Bulldogs behind the All-Australian ruckman in Tim English. So yep. that feels that need. Asavratigale, they identified him last year. Couldn't get him over the line last year, but he's here, and that's been that's been a need for the last couple of years to to bolster those. Those key defensive stocks, and then I guess Zerk Thatcher is really that replacement for Tom Jonas, Tom Cleary. Um, you, you've even got Trent McKenzie, who's yeah. really battled with with his durability as well. So now they actually it gives them some some defensive depth, which they just haven't had for a long time. So. Once again, hats off to the uh, Port Adelaide list management. They've been able to identify the, the needs. And look, that that's not the hard part because most people can identify what you need. But they've been able to target players and then go out and get them, which is the much more difficult.
3: 25 minutes past six, we are kicking goals with Grand Chancellor Adelaide's free extras. We are here at the moment as well. So actually, if you're making your way into the city, pop in, say hello, sit down, have a chat. You can meet... Come and grab a coffee. We're Mark sitting here. here. You can... Feed up. We've
4: got a coffee. We've got... Everything we need here. So Don't expect we're...
3: to have any food though because that is all gone and I was looking forward to having some chips last night, but they have been <laughs> consumed by vacuum mouth Bickley. Um, we are here all morning as well, which is absolutely brilliant. I want you to have a think for your nomination of who has to pull up their socks today as well, Bix. All Day Comfort, All Day Socks by Underworks. Mm. I've got a nomination this morning that could ruin a friendship. Really? Mm.
4: Well, I can't wait for that. It'd be, it'd be nice if you actually had socks on. You've still got the uh, the slides on, the hotel slides. You're yeah. in your pyjamas. You've got your um,
3: robe on, your bathrobe. You didn't feel like you needed to dress up this morning. You're in the foyer of a beautiful hotel. This makes me feel so comfortable being here, and I just feel that as I'm kicking goals with Grand Chancellor Adelaide's uh, free extras, they appreciate me showing a bit of my extras as well. <laughs> so thank you very much. It's 26 minutes past six. Good morning.
0: Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. More Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class leading Kia vehicles and servicing.
1: Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are
2: you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go!
3: Just after 6.30 on SEN SA Thursday the 14th of September. Sunny top of 28 degrees today. We are kicking goals with Hotel Grand Chancellor's exclusive SEN free extras deal. You can book direct for the win. We are live at the moment from Grand Chancellor Adelaide. It's a fantastic experience so far. Our omelette-making competition, not too far away, Mark Bickley. Um, and look, just to quickly paint the picture once again before we head to the news, I'm wearing my pyjamas mm. still whilst you you look fresh. You look like you are wearing the same clothes as last night and I need you to <laughs> say if this is a very unscripted edition of On The Mark, is this on or off the mark? You have come straight from Red Square. No comment. Well, let's have a listen because we have exclusive audio. Here is Mark Bickley only a few hours ago. This is you. This is unbelievable. Only one sleep until Christmas for Mark Bickley, so he's happy to go. Um, we have our oh, elephant in the room last very night. It was Amazing. <laughs> uh, Ray White, North Adelaide, real Estate's team sport. We are going to talk about Port Adelaide's potential new signings with elephant in the room. Our Brecky Brownlow, too, um, alongside Conan Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre. Speaking of one sleep until Christmas, there was a car accident outside Brighton Trophy Centre a couple of days ago, which you
4: looking then, in the window at all the great trophies there and ran, up, ran out the back of
3: something. Totally agree if you are want to make sure that you are looked after by the best in the business. Go and see the best in SA. Brighton Road will be back after the news.
0: Tyre Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles
1: and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh.
2: Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go!
1: Good morning to you. 23 minutes to 7
3: kicking goals with Grand Chancellor Adelaide's Free Extras. We are here right now if you want to have a look at some behind-the-scenes vision of... Adelaide legend Mark Bickley on. what he's wearing this morning it's,
4: it's not just me it's you as well
3: don't, well don't... we're having a great time here Um, you can have a look on all of our socials Instagram TikTok or Twitter, um, we are certainly kicking goals. And a big thanks to Tire Power for always taking care of us. Our big footy final sale is now on. Uh, Tom Morris is going to join us very soon, Mark Bickley, because he dropped the news yesterday that Brody Grundy has chosen mm. Sydney over Port Adelaide, and there's lots of other footy news going on. So let's get into our footy shorts, Loop Logics, the Swiss Army Knife of Construction Management. A lot of footy news.
4: Okay, let's start with, uh, this is a really good news story. Australian rules great Bob Skilton can't quite believe that he's been elevated to legend status in the Sport Australia Hall of Fame. We know he's a triple Brownlow medalist. He said he was just overwhelmed at being the 47th Australian bestowed the honour. He won Brownlow medals in 59, 63, 68. 237-game uh, career was amazing. He joined celebrated legends including Sir Donald Bradman, Dawn Fraser, Cathy Freeman and Rod Laver. That is very esteemed company. I've had the... Pleasure of meeting Bob a couple of times, and he is just the nicest person as well to go with it. Never heard a bad word said about Bob, and uh, just so great, uh, sort of uh, happy that he's been or had that honour bestowed upon him.
3: Yep, totally agree. We were there sitting around last night having a wonderful glass of charades here at Hotel Grand Chancellor, and you said, Guys. Look at this. This is your whole, like, there's a squirrel on the TV moment because um, having listened to Dwayne's World yesterday, he was talking about the potential of having a send-off rule in the AFL. Have a listen to this, and we'll talk about um, what Laura Kane has spoken about.
6: I think this does end the send-off debate in AFL forever. I don't think you can decide in three minutes in an arc on the day, under that emotion, one umpire sitting in a bunker should be responsible for making a call, an assessment with all the facts that it took four-plus hours to get through last night.
4: Mm, Dwayne, that was absolutely uh, spot on. There's been different stages, people calling for the send-off rule and how come Melbourne lose a player and, they, and Collingwood get to have a player for the rest of the game and, and um, all those emotive arguments and we should be able to, you know, have a look and take three or four minutes, as uh, Dwayne mentioned. But he's exactly right. This, these are examples where on the night you think that they might be clear cut, but then you know he was reported on the night. Brayshaw was knocked out. He was stretched off. It would have quite comfortably been able to, you know, send off Brayden Maynard. Or some people might have thought that, and that would have proven to be the wrong decision. So this is just a, a great example where. It just proves the game throws up scenarios that we haven't thought of, we haven't seen, you can't possibly foresee. So that is why we don't have a send-off rule and uh, it was it was quite insightful from Dwayne to talk about that. But the AFL could tweak some of the rules at season's end. Uh, football manager Laura Kane conceded that the league had no grounds to appeal the tribunal's decision to clear Collingwood, Braden, Maynard of rough conduct. So I think what will happen at the end of the year, though, Will tweak it slightly so that there will be some um, ability to be able if a player is severely injured or or something around the head knocks and concussion and all those things. If the AFL. Uh, doesn't agree with the decision, how somehow they have some some recourse, I guess, is what Laura Kane is pointing towards. Let's
3: continue our footy shorts, Loop Logics, the future of construction management. For a free demo, visit looplogics.com. The Power have their main training session uh, tonight when those pushing to prove their fitness will get one last chance at staking their claim. So that includes Todd Marshall, who battled through a hip injury, um, sweating on the fitness as well, the power on Dylan Williams and Trent McKenzie. Let's have a listen to one of their
7: assistants, Luke Kelly, talking about those players. Trent's, uh pulled up uh, well for the most part, you know, he's going to probably need the whole week to, to get over over that ankle, um, but we're going to give him every opportunity to be there Saturday night because we know how important he is, especially to our back six and um, i live, always going to, he's going to be better for the run and um, after a, a little scare and then I thought Scott was a really, really good for us. Uh, I thought his ability to come in and compete against one of the best ruckmen in the competition mm. uh, I was huge. So he's going to have any, even more benefit from it, and um, and Todd, Todd the same. I think we're, we're going you're going to see much, much improved performances from them all, uh, which are they're vitally important to our team. Interesting to hear
3: that. We will know more in the next 24 hours. We are live at the Grand Chancellor Adelaide's Free Extra celebrating that Tom Morris we will speak to right after this at 18 minutes to seven. Good morning.
0: Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. morning Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing.
1: Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready?
2: Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go!
3: 12 minutes to 7 on SENSA Breakfast. Good morning to you. Um, we have a stack of texts coming in, Mark Bickley. We'll get to them in a moment. 0427 154 166 about Port A. There's one about Craig Goodwin, which, uh, of course, Daniel, we will read out very soon. Um, the text of the day today not only goes in the running to win the Signet Boost Power Bank, it will keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24 7, but also. We've got to see who our clubhouse leader is alongside Golf Box Home of the biggest range of golf press brands. So um, you could win a prize pack including a tailor-made cap, divot tool, box of TP5 golf balls, which is fantastic. So there's a lot at the moment which is striking birdies. Not many um, bogeys at the moment because we <laughs> always get good texts. Did you like that, the golf kind of puns? I,
4: I love the, the, the golf uh, references. Uh, Very much uh, different to my golf game. All bogeys, not many birdies. Agree.
3: Well, someone who hit a hole-in-one yesterday when it comes to reporting on sport was Tom Morris, our very own, who uh, broke the news about uh, Brodie Grundy, saying, see you later, Port Adelaide Football Club. I want to go have a look at the Harbour Bridge and maybe Luna Park. (laughs) Uh, Good morning to you, Tom. Thanks for joining us. A a few of us were a bit surprised yesterday because we were preparing to offload a few players to get Brodie Grundy.
6: Uh, Yeah, morning, Jared. Morning, Yeah. I think this was a, um, a pretty mutual decision in the end. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Port Adelaide, if Brody Grundy had said, yep, I want to come, Port would have said, yep, we'll, we'll take you. But in the end, uh, I'm not sure it was the perfect match. Um, they both explored it. Um, the reasons behind it are that Brody Grundy was really adamant in, in the meeting with Port Adelaide a couple of weeks ago that uh, he, he wanted to talk about work-life balance, he wanted to talk about lifestyle, eh, um, opportunities outside football, which is completely understandable. That's the sort of person that he is. Um, and Port, um, to their credit, they know what they are. And they're a, they're a football club, first and foremost, and they sort of sold the football dream. Um, and they're, they're not there to, to sell Adelaide, the city, or South Australia as a, as a, uh, you know, as a tourism capital of the country, or anything like that. So they um, it just didn't quite align. Um, whereas the Sydney Swans for Brodie Grundy does, in the same way, I guess, that Buddy Franklin wanted to move to um, the Harbour City, not just for football, but also for outside opportunities. So uh, Port are officially out of that Grundy race, and it meant that they have now diverted their attention to who they believe is the next best ruck available, which is Jordan Sweet, who's played 11 games of the Dogs, is in the VFL team of the year this year. He's been stuck behind Tim English, and uh, yesterday afternoon, about four hours after that news, he requested a trade report, so you can see that the go route is just starting to turn.
2: Mm. Yeah,
4: well, clear. Clearly, the uh, we we knew the batting order then, didn't we? It was Brodie Grundy uh, opening up, and then yeah. when that didn't happen, uh, then it went to Jordan Sweet, which seemed to be uh, that happened pretty quickly. But the, the Grundy one is a great example of you know people sometimes think, oh, why should players be talking the clubs before the seasons even ended? Like it, it is a. Uh, a sounding out and there is a bit of a process that you go through to, to decide who you want to go to so it's not something you can just do with the with the click of the finger so an example of like you said not the perfect fit for port or for brodie grundy so they they move on and find someone else who is that sort of more to the their liking so um yes yeah, it's, it's interesting and the the, the ruck merry-go-round What does this mean, you know, Jordan Sweet, there was talk about Grundy, but what does this mean for a couple of the ruckmen that are at Port Adelaide at the moment, Scott Lysette, Sam Hayes, Where does their future lie?
6: Uh, Scott Lysette's a really interesting one. I mean, he's a premiership ruckman, um, Mm. and he's keen to play on. Uh, I still think there's going to be a deal for him at Port, but I mean, how's he feeling today, knowing that someone, (laughs) I mean, a few days out from a semi-final, knowing that, um, there's another ruckman from another club. who's played 11 matches. who's a few years younger. That's um, likely going to be number one ruck at Port next year. So I wouldn't be surprised if Lysette and, uh, and his manager start speaking to other clubs more aggressively now. I mean, this is what happens every year, every couple of years with the rucks. There's about six or seven clubs that look for a new one. Mm. It's a bit like wicket keepers in county cricket or goalkeepers <laughs> in the Premier League. It just, yeah. they, they just rotate. There's only, there's only really spot, uh, a spot for one of them in the team. And even if you have two guns... Or two very good ones, like Gorn and Grundy, are still in this spot for one. So it's a, um, it's a, it's a really specialist position. Jordan Sweet uh, probably makes Port's life easier, if anything, because he's not going to cost as much by a trade. Trying to get Grundy, Radicalea, and Zerk Thatcher in was going, to, I mean, it was going to be an absolute nightmare for Port. Uh, I don't know how they were going to do it given they don't have a pick above number thirty-seven in the draft at the moment, um, and that's tied to Collingwood. So uh, they'll have to use future picks, maybe trade out some players. Um, I mean, clearly they would have loved Grundy. But Jordan Sweet, You um, speak to people the dogs. They tell you he's actually a very, very good ruckman. He should be another one ruck somewhere. It's just he's been stuck behind Tim mm. English.
3: Uh, what about Dylan Stevens? Because his name has been thrown around um, over the past couple of years. He's a South Australian originating from Norwood and now um, part of the, the Sydney Swans. Is he on the move from your understanding, Tom?
6: Well, he had his exit meeting yesterday at the Sydney Swans uh, and no trade was requested there. He's still weighing up his options. There's been a contract offer at the Swans for some time. Um, the attraction of Dylan Stevens is that he was picked five in 2019. So pretty rare do you see a player uh, of that sort of status then out of contract only four years later and potentially on the move. And, of course, he is uh, South Australian, even though he was born in Mildura. He was drafted out of, out of South Australia. Um, and I can tell you this morning the Crows are not keen on Dylan Stevens, so he won't be going to Adelaide. Um, I'm not sure about Port Adelaide, but I, I think the most most likely destination for him, if he does request a trade, is North Melbourne. So I'm not sure there's a massive go-home factor for him. It's more about where he can get senior football and guaranteed games. He's played 43 at the Swans, so he has played some football, but for whatever reason, it hasn't quite worked out. But no, he won't be going to the Crows, um, and I can't imagine Port having to draft capital to get him given <laughs>
2: what else they're trying to do.
4: Hey, Tom, uh, great information. Uh, We're hotting up and heading towards the finals. Your finals are just starting as well as we move into the trade period. Uh, You're a a superstar at that, so uh, we look forward to talking to you in the coming weeks.
6: No worries. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.
3: Tom Morris joining us there. SENSA is very own. We are here at the Hotel Grand Chancellor kicking goals with Grand Chancellor Adelaide's free extras. We're going to do Elephant in the Room a little bit later on. I want you to get your nomination ready, Bix, for yep. who has to pull up their socks. All day comfort, all day socks by Underworks. Can I quickly mention something about Jordan Sweet for yes, you?
4: Yes, and I want to talk about Dylan Stevens in a second. Jordan as well.
3: Sweet had the most hit outs of any player in the VFL this year, mm-hmm. um, averaged almost about 14 disposals as well. Um, in his 19 games, 100 tackles and hit the scoreboard. So he was dominant in the VFL yeah, this year.
4: Yeah, I watched some highlights from the VFL last night, which were uh, just sort of floating around on Twitter that, that someone had cut up for us nicely, which was great. And yeah, very impressive. Jumps really strongly in the middle of the ground. He's quite aggressive as well. And as we said, already has that connection with Josh Carr uh, through the North Adelaide connection where... Uh, Josh coached Jordan in that premiership in 2019, yep. 18, 19? 19, 19, uh, anyway. 2018. 2018. Yep, yep. Uh, and so they know each other and know each other, what each other's about. So that's always makes it slightly easier when you've mm-hmm. already got that relationship. The Dylan Stevens one is interesting around Adelaide not having interest. If my memory serves me correct, they were very interested around draft time and there was some suggestion that they were going to take. Dylan in the draft with pick six, which ended up being Fisher-Mackesee, but Sydney swooped in and took him with the pick before. So now that Adelaide don't, you know, the sort of flagging, they, they may not be interested. That's um, maybe just cooled a little bit over that, that sort of four-year period. It hasn't quite got to where they were hoping or were thinking. So, um, yeah, it's interesting one, isn't it?
3: We have an omelet making competition very soon, Mark Bickley, which we will be able to film and chuck on the socials, and we'll commentate mm. each other's ability to do that here as we kick goals with uh, Hotel Grand Chancellor Adelaide. Can, can three I request extras.
4: going second?
3: Absolutely. Why is that?
4: Because. I just want to watch how you
3: do it first. And copy me and do it better. <laughs> I, th- I thought so. Because
4: <laughs> I'm not very g- good
3: at cooking. Okay, so let's get into before the news. Um, pull up your socks. We like to do pull this every morning. Up. Let's go.
2: Okay,
4: I'm going to kick this off. Pull up your socks. I'm going to go with the two losing teams from the... Uh, uh, from The last weekend's final. Port Adelaide and Melbourne, you won 17 games each. And everyone, not everyone, but people are looking and questioning and, oh, can they do it? And and they're coming up against sides like Carlton and GWS who are in ripping form. No, you guys, you finished third and fourth for a reason. You were the the third and fourth best team in the comp. Uh, You won, as I said, 17 games. Pull your socks up and get yourself organised. Both team, I think both teams will win this weekend.
3: Okay. Well, I said that my nomination for uh, pull up your socks might destroy a friendship. Bless you. Someone sneezed. Um <laughs> and Then I am going to do that right now. It's, Who it's is actually. It? Let me tell you the text message that Daniel has sent us in on zero four two seven one five four one double six. Yep. Walsh. Seeing Craig Goodwin's tweet, it shows the Reds are a badly run football club and they're an organisation to make money for the owners and not to win cups. The the, the tweets that Daniel is referring to are these ones. This is what Craig Goodwin tweeted last night. Excited for this next chapter. I'm grateful and honoured for every time I put on the United shirt and to captain the club and represent the incredible people and fans associated with it. But I'm hugely disappointed with how this was handled. To not even get a good luck or thank you upon leaving and for the announcement video to be cropped along with other things is disappointing. Despite that Adelaide United, the playing group, the coaching staff, and the fans will always be in my heart, and I wish everyone success. Mm. Craig Goodwin, pull your socks up. This is my nomination because I'm going to say a few things here. Um, With the video that was released that Craig put out there on um, the Adelaide United social media account, he said that a part of it was um, Cropped. cropped out. Yeah, I'm not sure what that is all about. But what I do know is that on the video, there is a link to the article where there are quotes and comments from um, the chair, Ned, from coach Carl Viet, where they said, good luck, congratulations, we are going to miss you. You're an asset to this football club and all like always, welcome back here. Yes. So it's not as clear cut as the club did nothing, the club said nothing. And this is a really challenging time for... For Craig, yep, uh, because ideally he would have loved to stay at the football club. It's also a challenging time for Adelaide United, where you are a small market team mm. in a game where football is not the number one sport in Australia, and if you want to run a successful business, yes, you need to make these business decisions. Both parties could not say no to the offer that was put in front mm. of them.
4: So, so just on the back of it, like, I don't know Craig Goodwood from a bar of soap, but he seems like a pretty sort of likeable type of guy. Go with yep. the flow. Sometimes people's social media account isn't always managed by them. Does this sound like something that he would write?
3: I think he would have approved it. Mm. I think if it's, if it's associated to his name, absolutely. But what I'm saying is that, and I mentioned this yesterday, um, the way that the Saudi league works is that Craig could be back in Australia in 12 months' mm. time, and you just have to it's be really careful side, how you um, manage the way you exit a place because for him saying, I'm not happy with the club here, the club's done this. I wouldn't want to damage a relationship both ways mm. um, if and when he comes back to Adelaide because I don't think he'll play at any other Australian team apart from Adelaide United. Of course. I just thought the the timing of that tweet was pretty poor. Mm. I can see both sides, but I also think we need to look at it pretty holistically and not just say it's one versus the other.
1: No,
4: exactly right. Um Thank you for that. That's a good pull your socks up. Just a little bit of levity uh, from Dracos, who's a a really great supporter of our show, on the text message, said he just had to explain to his workmate that winning a tailor-made cap doesn't mean you're getting a cap (laughs) tailor-made. (laughs)
3: I'll tell you what, Dracos, you've just won the Golf golf Box Prize Pack, including the tailor-made cap, divot tool, and a box of TP5 golf balls. um, Golf Box home of Australia's biggest range of Uh, golf best brands. I hope it fits. (laughs) We We have our omelette-making competition next and plenty more. We've got a preview Port Adelaide taking on the Giants as well. We're in the Hotel Grand Chancellor. Good morning.
0: Tyre Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing.
1: Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you
2: ready? Are you ready? Are you ready?
1: Are you ready? Let's go!
3: Good morning to you just after 7 o'clock on this beautiful Thursday morning. Uh, We are going for 28 degrees today. Uh, Currently in Hotel Grand Chancellor. We are kicking goals, Mark Bickley. This is incredible. We're up on our feet now because we are about to do something. So I'll I'll give you another reveal of my pyjama setup that I'm I'm wearing at the moment. So did you want to describe it? Because we we slept here together last night. I mean, we didn't sleep here together. Thank you. um, Because we thought we were going to be staying in the the same room, but thankfully I had my own room, and I'm in my pyjamas, and you have... You're in a bathrobe,
4: first of all, and you've got your Peppa Pig pyjama pants and some other awful top on. It's Uh, not awful, uh, (laughs) mate.
3: It's floral uh, basketball I don't know what you, how you describe it. Well, there's there's rumours that you not only had a night at the Woolshed, but you do have some <laughs> glitter on you. So you may have been at the Equestrian Club last night. We are it's a bit crazy. We'll uh, we'll see what happens there when we uh, talk about it a bit later on. But this is awesome. Describe what is happening here because so, we've got a breakfast tower in front of us, mm. but also everything beautiful about omelettes.
4: Well, you, you've been raving about the omelettes you had in Bali, and then we got the opportunity to come here to the Hotel Grand Chancellor, and of course, Nick. Yeah, our chef is here. He's probably he's going to point us in the right direction. You probably don't need it. I do. We're going to have an omelet cooking competition. We've got some hot plates here. I'm worried about the fire hazard that you're, um, you might be wearing yeah. with your uh, your bathrobe. But it adds to the video. Sorry?
3: It adds to the video okay, if I. Just,
4: just set get the on thing fire extinguisher yeah. nice and close anyway. But over to you. You're going to cook an omelet and you and I are going to have a competition. And if I beat you and have the nicest omelette, you're going to run up after the show and jump in the pool.
3: Absolutely. So the beautiful thing about this um, is I've just come back from Bali, so I've been observing how the the Balinese chefs make an omelette. So looking in front of us, we have small little bowls of onion, tomato, mushroom, cheese. um, Also some beautiful ham. And I'm ready to go, Nick. So I'm going to go on the right-hand side one. So the, the hot plate is on. Thank you very much. Now, Bix, I don't want you to look at the way I do this because you'll copy me (laughs) um, and you copy me with a lot of things, thankfully not my fashion, but the way that I learned about how they did this in Bali. Okay. So I've got some oil on the pan and just, I want you to commentate the style in which I do this. Okay. So... Over to you, Mark Bickley. Okay, so
4: we've already, what are you going to go with first? We've got some egg that looks like it's been whisked already. So yeah. what are you going to do first? Well, I'm going to
3: go the uh, bit of onion first, okay? So a bit of yeah. onion in the middle. Okay. And um, I might... Look, I will put the microphone close to the pan to hear it sizzle, but it's attached to my head. <laughs> so there is a chance <laughs> that I'll also burn my face. Um, but you know what... <laughs> I'm doing this for the listeners. Okay, there's a bit of
4: ham in there as well. So you want to brown
3: the onion first? Is that what you're doing? just let it sit there for a moment, Bix. But this right now, what I'm doing with the omelette, for those of you listening, making an omelette is always a challenging thing. I'm watching how Nick's doing it. um, But Nick, I I feel that you should be threatened by me today because I might take your job. (laughs) Um, There's a bit of tomato going in there. And Bix, this part is irrelevant. Hold on, listen.
4: Yep, got it. Yeah, that's coming up through the, uh, the headset. Get your face a bit closer.
3: No, thank you. Um, what you'll find in a moment when it's time to put the egg on, this is... This is the special thing about creating an omelette because it's all about the way you use the pan. Okay. So I've, right. I've got enough topping here. All right, Nick, you don't have to brag and flip it. What is this? <laughs> Nick, you've got your headset on. Talk about your your technique and how you're doing this. Um, oh, the main thing is you've got to control the heat. You don't want to be burning
1: anything. So um, while you've got a high flame underneath, you can move everything around just by giving it a little flick and a toss.
3: Oh, um, so,
4: so I know, noticed you said that I was going to copy. As soon as Nick started flipping it, all uh, of a sudden no, you're just, doing the he's same. He's
3: flexing, mate. So it's like going to the gym and watching someone do exercise. Oh, I can do that. So my, my ingredients are ready to go. Now, Bix, this is what I want you to watch, okay? Stuff flipping everywhere.
4: That's His okay. That's getting spat out. Now,
3: when I put the egg on, it's going to be different to the way... That, oh, oh my goodness. I've just got egg all over me, but that's okay. Too much heat. Now, watch how I do this, okay? okay. So I'm letting it cook. I'm just going to move it around a bit. Now, the Balinese way of making an omelette... Yeah. And if you're watching this at home, I should be like... I should be a chef now, Jamie Oliver. <laughs> so I'm going to do my omelette like this. This. Yeah. I'm gonna lean the pan towards myself yeah. and push everything and continually push it towards me so eventually it's going to roll over and create what looks like a little bit of an omelette burrito. So you can see the egg is firming up, it's cooking, it smells delicious. Uh, well, Nick's Nick, really Nick's jealous. Is, how Nick, are you feeling Nick's about my form better. at the moment, Nick? Um, I'm dubious. Wait, yeah. wait, oh, see. Yeah. I it's, keep pushing um, this up, and I'm going to roll it over naturally. And then what you will see is if you want to put this in a little bit of a tortilla, you can. And keeping in mind, there's no cheese on this at the moment. No cheese, no cheese.
4: Okay. Because Oop. I
3: saw you eat a whole bunch of chips last night. I've rolled it over. Yeah. See, look at that. It's not too burnt. It looks dry. What do you mean? You haven't got on here yet. <laughs> We're still waiting for Tori to come in so she can make it for you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Many a true word spoken in jest. So look at Nick. See, Nick's
3: done. Look at that! Yeah, well, all right, Nick. fire out, mate. This is your job. It's not my
1: job.
3: Can't <laughs> <laughs> It might, might actually looks pretty good, though. So Look, it's it's, it's come up a treat. I gotta yeah. say. Are We're you happy with that, Nick?
1: Yeah. Look, um, I couldn't sell it, but
3: I mean, I'm sure it's going to taste great. All right, so Bix, I'm going to pass that to you. Yeah. To taste that. All right,
4: okay. I might need a knife and fork. Yeah. Um, wait a sec, I'll just...
3: No, just use your hands like oh. you did with all of the food last <laughs> night, and then you gave it to us. Um, if you've just listened in to SENSA, Hotel Grand Chancellor, we've got this beautiful setup here. We are making our own omelettes, and um, Nick, yes, chef, that's what we have to say. Now try this, Mark Bickley, mm. it's over to you. Nothing better than eating on the radio, go for it.
4: Yeah, well... Maybe I just got the egg bit. It's like a little bit bland. Did you um, want...
3: I'll, I'll give you some cheese for it. There you go. <laughs> okay, I'll try it. Is that, that better? Yep, try that with egg. the cheese.
4: Okay. Um, wait a sec. Um, <laughs> I'll just put the whole bowl of cheese yeah, no, on it. Yeah, that's all right. I like cheese.
3: Yep. Thoughts? Mm.
4: That's an improvement with a bit of cheese. Okay, have a,
3: have a go of Nick's now, okay? Okay, yeah, swap. Over to you. Did okay. you want some cheese on it? No, no, no. Okay. Fine. Nick
4: put cheese in his.
3: Nick's looks heaps oh. better, by the way.
4: <laughs> I'm salivating now. Yep. Wait a
3: sec. Okay, this is just fantastic audio yeah. we've created here.
4: Oh, oh, wow. Really? That just exploded in my mouth.
3: Was the the flavours. <laughs> a bit the... too much information. Okay, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> okay, so Nick has defeated me. Um yeah. What, what we will do is... I
4: don't, I don't think I need to cook. I think uh,
3: No, no. We're, we're going to film you cooking okay. and we'll take a bit of a breather here <laughs> and you are going to attempt of making an omelette and yep. we'll come back and get the results of that as well. So we are here at Hotel Grand Chancellor kicking goals with them as well. Nick, thank you very much for that. No, we can welcome. watch Mark Bickley do that and we'll chuck that on the socials as well. We might even do like a bit of an Insta Live or something. So yes. um, enjoy and uh, we'll be back after this on SENSA alongside Chemist Warehouse as well. They've got some brilliant deals at the moment. So go check him out.
0: Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Maun Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing.
1: Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh.
2: Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go!
1: Sixteen minutes past seven on
3: SENSA Breakfast. We are live at uh, Hotel Grand Chancellor. Kicking goals with Hotel Grand Chancellor Adelaide's free extras. And if you've just missed it, we had a omelette cooking competition. Nick has done an outstanding job. Bix tasted mine. And um, just over the past few minutes, you had a go? Yep. What was your self-assessment of your omelette?
4: Well, I was uh, aided by Nick, who gave me some really solid tips. Oh, so you asked for help yeah i'm happy to when I, when I'm with an expert yeah I'm happy to take that on board yes because uh, i'm not an expert on everything <laughs> most things jeez you tell everyone you are <laughs> no, but yours was solid, yeah um but yeah, Nicks just had that sort of je ne sais quoi
6: about it
3: i don't know what that means um. So, stop making up words, and uh, alongside more team group fleet, seven massive brands, before we get into Elephant in the Room, just to bring everyone up to speed with what occurred during that moment. So, um, Sam Fantasia is um, back in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA, pressing the buttons today, and he said, guys, you've got one minute to go. Mm. Um, And Bix, I watched you demolish the omelette within 60 seconds. It
4: it wasn't a big omelette.
3: An omelette's light. It's it's really just egg. And you, it, it was like Lady and the Tramp with <laughs> the spaghetti string, where you just sucked it up and it vanished. That went from on plate to you licking well, the plate. Well,
4: the difference is, see, I I was up early this morning, went for a run, did a workout in the gym here at uh, the Hotel Grand Chancellor. Great gym, load. great yeah. pool, fabulous. Yep. So I actually need. Need something on board to get some fuel on. So mm. I'm a bit depleted at the moment. That's why I was uh, taking the, uh, the omelette on board
3: as quickly as I did. Then why are we getting a text in on 0427154166 suggesting that you were seen at the Dog and Duck about <laughs> 3 o'clock this morning? You've put
4: me in every establishment along Hindley Street this morning.
3: All think. I can do is read out the text, mate. So <laughs> that's one of the elephants in the room. Um, Ray White, Rachel Laurie, who do an outstanding job, real estate's a team sport. Let's actually get into elephant in the room
2: i 'm just the elephant in
3: the room it's a so this is where we like to talk about things that um, probably people have mm. been avoiding talking about. Um, I've got two for you today, Mark okay, Bickley. far away. So we heard Tom Morris. We spoke to him a little while ago about Brody Grundy, who has reportedly suggested Port Adelaide's out, Sydney Swans are in. Mm. Um, and then the dominoes have fallen, and Jordan Sweet from the Western Bulldogs, the best ruckman in the VFL this year, South Australian boy, North Adelaide, has said, okay, I would like to come to Port Adelaide. What What does this do for Port Adelaide's big man structure now? Because mm. Jordan's played a handful of AFL matches, Uh Dante Vicentini has played a handful of AFL matches. Sam Hayes has played a handful of AFL matches. And Scott Lysette is the, the the main man at the moment yeah. with a question mark over his future. Yeah.
4: I, I think the elephant in the room here is here is uh, Scott Lysette, who's about to run out and represent Port Adelaide. He's been there um, for the last number of years, probably five years now. Um, he's, he's an integral part of it. You know, he's obviously... Really connected with the group, but effectively it's a it's a vote of no confidence in his ability to, I guess, come up and be durable enough to see through another season. So that's the that's the big thing at the moment. They're sort of saying we can't rely on Scott Lysette next year. We don't trust his body, which is I think it's a it's a fair call to considering you know the the issues that he's had this year. But he's still got to go out and, and play. So now I would think the perfect scenario for Port Adelaide is they offer. Scott said a one-year deal and say, we don't want you to go anywhere because you know it's right there for you. If you're good enough and you're fit, you, right now you're in front of Jordan Sweet and it's he's got to come over the top of you. But they have that ability to, if Scott were to get injured or didn't get through pre-season or for whatever reason, Jordan Sweet comes in and maybe goes past him. They've got both of them there. The danger will come is if another club says, you know, Scott Lysette at 30 years of age and uh, when he's up and playing, he's he's super competitive. He's really good. He's got the ability mm. to mark the ball going forward and all those things. If they offer a two-year deal, I think that that may be enough to lure him away from Port Adelaide, which means that they're they're putting a, a whole lot of uh, stock in Jordan Sweet, who is you know an 11-game AFL player, so arguably untried really at the level, and you know still some some learning.
3: Our text messages are quite. <laughs> Reflective of that, zero four two seven one five four one double six. Um, Lindsay says Grundy would have been good. Jordan Sweet is twenty five, two hundred and six centimeters. Opportunity will make him better as a
4: footballer. And the other thing that I do know is that the best way for a ruckman to get really good is to play them. And and they are they'll have some, there'll be some, uh, some teething issues as they learn their craft. But very quickly, if they play ruckman, play ninety percent of the time. They get better and better and better, particularly if they can stay fit. And I think we've even seen that in a a smaller way with Sam Hayes. Since he's come back into the team, he played three or four games, just felt like he's now starting to understand where the level's at. And and that's another player whose future is up in the air. He's been at the footy club now for a, a number of years. Uh, does he, you know, does he now sit behind Jordan Sweet for another mm. whole heap of years, waiting for an opportunity, or does he say, you know what, I'm going to explore my options elsewhere and see if I can become the number one ruckman at another club?
3: Louis would like uh, an invoice sent to Tom, uh, Tom Morris for giving him the Jordan Sweet tip because Louis has been all across Jordan Sweet as well in 2023. Ray White North Adelaide supporting local charities and sports clubs because real estate's a team sport. The final elephant in the room is about. Brayden Maynard and Angus Brayshaw. There would certainly be an elephant in the premiership room if Angus Brayshaw doesn't play again this year, or worst case scenario at all, and mm. Brayden Maynard has a premiership medallion hanging around his neck.
4: Yeah, oh, look, I'm not, you know, it's not Brayden Maynard's fault. He's just going out there trying to do what he's doing. It was a, it's an unfortunate outcome, um, and he's been cleared by the the governing body and the and the the rules of the day. So Braden Maynard doesn't, uh, you know, he should still be able to put his head on the pillow, but it is, it's going to be one of those things where, you know, potentially if Melbourne get knocked out or even if Melbourne win through and keep moving through, depending on how Angus Brayshaw comes up, that might be, you know, imagine if I think Melbourne could run into Collingwood in a grand final. If they win through this week, they play Brisbane and were to get over the top of Brisbane in Brisbane. That's a big if, but imagine that if they came back to the grand final and, Maynard's playing and, and Angus Brayshaw, for whatever reason, didn't come back up. What about the reception for Braden Maynard from the, uh, the Melbourne fans? Wouldn't yes. that be interesting to see? So, look, it's, it's not an ideal situation, but uh, it's a, right at the moment, that, that's the way the rules are written. That's the way the rules have been adjudicated. So, I think everyone now has to just move on.
3: Collingwood still making news. Eddie Maguire apologising for his reaction to the uh, news that uh, Braden Maynard got off. And then we saw yesterday in Victoria there were reports of Braden Maynard being a good Samaritan on the streets of Victoria, and he's a good guy. So I don't think this will go away for a very long time. Just to finish off Elephant in the Room. Brenton on the text line has said, Dante Vicentini is one port. Do not want to lose. So another great addition. Again, thanks to Ray White, Rachel Laurie, who do amazing stuff in the community. We are very grateful for your support, Ray White, North Adelaide Real Estate Team Sport. We are here at Hotel Grand Chancellor, so we've taken Studio LUMO, powered by LUMO Energy S.A., on the road today, we are here until 8.30, and we would also love to hear from you. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 What do you think of Mark Bickley's omelette-making skills? What about selection for Port Adelaide? Who will come in? Who will miss out? And can Port Adelaide beat the Giants? We want to have a chat to you. We'll do that next. Good morning. It's 7.24.
0: Tyre Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power. Morning Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast
1: with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are
2: you ready? Are you ready? Let's go!
3: 29 minutes past seven on SENSA Breakfast. Good morning to you. 28 degrees we're going forward today. Big thanks to Tyre Power. The big footy final sale is now on. We will preview Port Adelaide and the Giants. In the next couple of moments, still plenty to come on the show too. At 8 o'clock this morning, Bix, we will speak to Sunday Detch from the Adelaide 36ers, also from the South Sudanese basketball team that played in the FIBA World Cup. So they were outstanding. You
4: have described him as the nicest guy in the NBL. I've had had a little bit of contact with him. He just seems like, he's always got a smile on his face, just seems like... A great person.
3: He's going to tell us about a 16-year-old kid who played in the FIBA World Cup that is going to take over the basketball landscape. Incredible. Yeah, where's he from? 16. He's one of the South Sudanese players. He's... Amazing. So we'll, we'll learn more about that. Um, a shout-out to Chemist Warehouse. Thank you for your support too. You can head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Lots of text flying in, so we would love for you to get involved in the show and just give us your tips for the weekend, some changes for Port Adelaide potentially. They've got some forced changes, 0427 154 166 and our Brecky Brownlow this morning. I feel I'm going to be in a bit of trouble because I've stumbled with a few names this week. I've struggled with a few words. Um, There's been some bodily functions which have happened.
4: Yeah, well, sort of involuntary ones. And that's, welcome to my world, that's me every week. Mm. So you're normally pretty polished. Maybe, what is it, a bit of barley, a bit of uh, welcoming back?
3: Yeah, I think it's fatigue. <laughs> fatigue. It's just a bit of fatigue. Um, we will head to the news in a moment. Just a reminder, if you didn't hear, Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American Footy's biggest game. It's worth over $70,000. So just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12, and you are in with a chance. T's and C's apply. We're back after the news.
2: this month. Get the 5
0: minute tyre safety check at your local tyre power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bigley
1: and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 25
3: to 8 on SENSA Breakfast. Thanks to Mourn Group Fleet 7 Massive Brands. We are here kicking goals with Grand Chancellor Adelaide's free extras. The Hotel Grand Chancellor is an exceptional place to be here, Mark Bickley. Um, we had never been in here before, and we're looking around at the moment. You have a tiered breakfast extravaganza in front of you, which yes. you have demolished most of.
4: Well, this is what is in front of me. There's first of all there's a ham and cheese croissant. A, a what cu- sorry? A croissant. Is that what it's called? Well, I don't. How would you say it? Croissant. <laughs> Uh, and then there's some berries in some looks like some I can see sandberry there, yeah, Jared
3: berries there. <laughs>
4: then we've got bacon and eggs underneath that, and then yeah. we've got some toast. Then we've got looks like, um, and sort of hollandaise sort of egg set up there. Some tomatoes. The other hash thing browns. I've
3: noticed is that um, Ooh, I tell you what, some seagulls see. have flown in here as well because they are hanging around for Half the scraps the
4: here. Half the sales team is here yeah. looking for a. Yeah, to get involved. So they certainly
3: good. are. Um, to to get your way to the sandfield this weekend, because the finals are happening, we've got to find out who's going to be facing Glenelg in the grand final. We've got tickets to give away this morning, so all you need to do is call us in. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 no matter your club colours, Balfers are for the game.
4: Big rematch there, Sturt and the Crows, a really close match a couple of weeks ago. Sturt jumped out of the blocks, Crows... Sort of mowed them down. So it would be interesting to see how that unfolds this weekend.
3: Yes, spoke to Mickey Godden yesterday who just said, Matt Crouch not playing at all. Don't even talk about it anymore. Mm -hmm. See you later. And um, Dan Menzel is of the belief that if Kieran Strawn plays for Adelaide, they will win. It's as simple as that. Strawn in, Crows win. He's not going to play though, is he? He's still got that uh,
4: wrist injury, a scaphoid I think it is, which is notoriously... uh, problematic. Not a lot of blood flow through that area, and so often take longer to heal than other broken bones. So anyway, that's what that's what they
3: say. Bix, as we get into our finals preview, especially Saturday night at Adelaide Over the Power and GWS, um, thanks to Kona Cranes for this update too, and DMAG, shaping next generation material handling for smarter, safer and better world. Am I one out here? Because externally, especially the experts in Melbourne are all saying there is going to be an upset. The Giants' form is outstanding and mm. they will win and Port will go out in straight sets. But for me, I don't think I have ever been as confident as a Port Adelaide supporter that they will win and comfortably. Wow. I wish I shared your confidence. I Talk us through this game.
4: Well, I think the, the, the issue that always happens with this game is that the team that finish in the top four and loses, they come into this game and host the game, so it's their home ground. But they're coming in off a loss, and and really, are you in super form when you get beaten? And Port lost by forty-eight points, so it was it wasn't a narrow loss. Got some injury concerns, some form concerns. So so you It's get not
3: a bad thing to lose against Brisbane in Brisbane. No one has beaten them in Brisbane this year. Oh,
4: I understand that, and that's that's that, this is the argument I'm making. So. That, that you look at that game and you see the negatives and you see some of the injuries Dylan Williams with a hamstring and and uh, Mackenzie with an ankle and there's Dowdo you know Todd Marshall didn't look like himself he didn't look fit and there were other issues that didn't quite sort of play out that they conceded well over 100 points again and like I say and lost by 48 points on the flip side you see a GWS team and they seem to be gaining momentum, gaining in confidence. Their best players are in great form. Toby Green looks outstanding. Josh Kelly is lighting it up. Whitfield across half-back is fantastic. Sam Taylor has come back into the side. They did it without Cornelio, who has been arguably their best player for the last two months. Uh, Jesse Hogan looks like you know a real threat in the forward half again. You know, uh, So back to some of his early career form. So you can see all the stuff that's unfolding there and they've won at 11 different venues so the travel factor is sort of taken out of it a bit uh, they've got they've got this belief uh, toby green talked about he's got the most trust in this team not the most talented team he's ever played in but but he's got the most trust in this team so adam kingsley's been able to to instill that in his team so so you can see where we're going here one there's all this positivity around and port adelaide there's more the negativity and doubt so that's why i think we do all lean towards GWS on exposed form, but history says that there's a reason why the teams finish in the top four, and, and Port Adelaide had 17 wins, so I think that ended up being three more than what GWS did, which is a considerable amount. GWS at a slow start to the year. Generally, that's you know you come home, you regroup, you, you play in front of your home supporters, and and that team that finishes in the top four generally gets over the line. So the other thing to consider is only three and a half weeks ago, or four weeks ago, if you put the buy in there, Port Adelaide played GWS, yeah. who were coming off, a, I think they were a six-game winning streak, or might have even been more at that stage, and they comprehensively trounced
3: them. I you think can was, only go on that kind of exposed form as well, with so, how so well Port Adelaide played. So Port they've Adelaide got a played. blueprint
4: is what I'm saying, to be able to do that. So I think this is going to be a really close game. I think that with the Giants, and we saw them beat Adelaide here, They were 17 points down at three-quarter time. This is where the belief comes into it. So I don't think they'll ever be out of the game, but I think that the one thing we've seen with Port Adelaide, when they play at home, they get great energy from their crowd. I think their crowd will come, they'll turn up, they'll support their team, and I think that'll be enough to get Port Adelaide over the line.
3: Uh, here's what our lovely listeners are saying on zero four two seven one five four one double six in regards to selection because that's the next thing we need to talk about. Mm. So, Pete from Mundura suggests that Charlie Dixon will come in with Frankie Evans, Trent McKenzie out, and Marshall out both with
4: injury. I think I think Williams is the one that's Dylan Williams. Dylan Williams will definitely to, be, be out. out. Yep. So I think Marshall will play. Once again, I don't have any intel whatsoever, but. Uh, he didn't look quite right last week. I think he'll be better for that run. We heard uh, Port Assistant Coach Luke Kelly talk about the train this week. He'll be better for that run. I'm not certain on Dixon either. Like, Let's just say that Dixon's um, injury is all good. He's had a cracked bone in his foot. Yep. Let's just think about that for a while. I reckon he's been out close to... It'll be five or six weeks now. With a foot, There's. it's not like you can still be running around and you can still be kicking a footy and doing all those sort of skill work. So if you've had a foot injury and you can't get out on the the deck and do all that sort of stuff, there's a detraining factor in there as well. You haven't been able to train. So I think it's just a big jump not to have played for five or six weeks and then just jump straight into a final. So...
3: (laughs) Sorry, is that funny? But no, Pete from Munda is just texting. that I like to nominate myself or pull up your socks for getting Dylan Williams. <laughs> <laughs> he Good said on. Burgoyne in for him. Yeah, so <laughs> love you, Pete. Thank you.
4: So, so I'm not certain that that um, I'm not certain that Dixon comes in, I, and I'm not certain that uh, Trent McKenzie's is going to play either. I I, I think um, McKenzie with that ankle, you could see he threw his mouth guard down. He knew that that yep. was quite a serious one. I just don't think you can take injured players into finals. So this is what I think is going to happen. I I'm not sure they'll – so if you take two defenders out of the Port Adelaide side and two big guys in, in – well, not big, but Williams and and McKenzie, I don't think they replace them with like-for-like – they don't have a like-for-like like defender, yeah. to be honest. They don't have tall defenders. But when you look at the, the side for GWS, Hogan's the one big tall threat. Riccardi, whilst he's a tall threat, he, he's not a – you know, he's not someone that – Uh, someone like a Miles Bergman couldn't handle. I think Bergman has to go back and and play a bit more of a key defensive role. I think Ryan Burton gets the job on uh, Toby Green. We saw him do a really good job on Charlie Cameron. Second time this year, Cameron got off the chain for three minutes and kicked a couple of goals. But I think Green looks like the most dangerous and Burton is probably the most experienced to be able to do that. Then you've got these two little guys, Daniels and Bedford, who are real live-wise. I think this is where they've got a decision to make with Darcy Byrne-Jones. Kane Farrell will take one. Do they put Darcy Byrne-Jones back to mind one of these others and come back into defence? We know he's done that. I think he might have. He's an Australian defender. He's been playing uh, as a half forward and doing some defensive roles. That's the decision they make. Do they need him to go back, or is he too important as that defensive half forward and he has to play on Lockie, Whit- uh, Lockie Whitfield or Lockie Ash? Both of those guys, they literally load them up across halfback. Every time Himmelberg or or Taylor or any of those guys mark it, they give it to Ash, they give it to Whitfield, and they kick it beautifully and they start that overlap run. So they have to have a plan for both those guys, and whether that's Darcy Byrne-Jones as a defensive half forward or whether he has to go back and mine someone like Brett Daniels, that's going to be uh, the big question, which leaves someone like a Dan Houston to play on Callum Brown, who's a really good emerging sort of mid-size forward. So I think Port Adelaide can get by without having to sort of uh, bring in or try and invent another sort of tallest defender. But it means that uh, the forward half stays pretty much the same. The other thing I would do, I would play Travis Boak. I would play Travis Boak in the side, back him in, in front of his home crowd. Who knows what's going to happen next year, but he was the sub last week. Just start him off. I'd start Ollie Wines in the middle. Yep. I wouldn't tag. Um, I'd put Wines on, on Green. He's the one that just knocks up getting the ball. Just go head-to-head and just see if, if you can't back in your midfield with Butters, Rosie, Horn, Francis and Wines. That's a pretty good midfield. And say, guess what? If we're going to move through to the prelim final, we're going to do it on the back of our form and positivity of
3: backing our midfielders in. Uh, let's hear from assistant coach from Port Adelaide, Luke Kelly, who uh, was asked about Travis Boak whether he would be in the starting 22. Here's Luke Kelly.
7: Yeah, I think at the moment we've probably got a squad of 23, 24 that, you know, when fully fit are, are there, and then it's just really at the moment. Subject to the opposition you're playing, what you need a little bit more of on the weekend. With like Kane Farrell on the wing, um, on a ground that, you know, wing has previously had had a bit of success. You know, we played Dan Houston there last year, and he had 35. And you sort of just looking at different balances of the side. And um, I, I could definitely see Chad this week finding his way into the starting 22. But right now, um, with the amount of sort of moving parts and guys that we need to see train Thursday night, none of those decisions will probably mm. get made till late Thursday night. Uh,
3: that last night was with uh, Blighty and Wills. You can always listen to them as well on SE and SA because we always have big days on SE and SA. Mm. Um, so make sure you keep on listening to the boys, uh, The Run Home with Kimbo on the Roach and Sports Day SA.
4: You're a massive Port LA fan. Who are you bringing in? Francis Evans, does he come in? If you know Once again, if Burn Jones goes back, you've got that sort of opening as, as a small half forward, he's a goal-kicking player.
3: Bix, I, I'm going to keep saying it, I just feel that Horacio Fantasia should get an opportunity. The time is right. Here, I, I really feel that this is a moment where he can have a big impact and if he, you know what, if he gets injured, because he always has been getting injured for Port Adelaide, but he mm. kicks a couple of goals. I mean, I, I feel like he's a player that could step in. I also saw Quinton Narkel uh, throughout the year mm. Mm. Um, come in and have an impact. So, yes, Francis Evans has been amazing. Um, I think those two players should be considered as well. Uh, now, before we wrap this up, we've got a few texts coming in, and I love this because we saw this last night while we were here at Hotel Grand Chancellor. Zero four two seven one First of all, there was a suggestion that Port Adelaide will only get about 30,000 people at Adelaide Oval, and some of them may be Crow supporters... But actually going for GWS. <laughs> so the, the question's being asked if we've seen the video on social media. If you haven't seen it or heard it, the, the Giants' social media team are outstanding. Uh, some of the best content in the AFL. There's a player by the name of Cooper Hamilton who had a very direct message for Crow supporters. It goes for about a minute. Have a listen to this.
5: Hi, I'm Jack Gitt- <sighs> Hi, I'm Cooper Hamilton. You may remember me from my debut at Adelaide Oval, 12 touches and a clanger. The following message is intended for those who support the Adelaide Crows. See, the Giants and Coes have more in common than you might think. For one, we both hate to have Melbourne. Two, we love a lot of the same people. Jacobs takes
2: a good mark
5: which has made this decision even more difficult. Our club's bloody disappointed. Surely you're overfilled by now. Thirdly, we both love to play Adelaide Oval.
6: One of the great all-time wins for the Giants.
5: Finally, and most importantly, we both want the Giants to win on Saturday night. So in saying that, and with your September schedule cleared, we'd like you to join the Orange Tsunami for one week and one week only. Jump on board and deck yourself out with Orange as we prepare to tear the pear. <laughs> fair,
4: so so there's, there's a few visual ones in there as well. They, he started
3: but, off calling himself Jack because he looks like Jack Ginevan.
4: Okay. <laughs> um, there was the one about... We, Are you okay? Like, <coughs> Fix is choking on his omelette, yeah, everybody. We, He's eating too much. We both hate South Melbourne, so that was the uh, reference to...
3: It vision of Ben Keyes yeah, being upset and after h- his Hitting the post. Then yep. there
4: was Sam Jacobs, Ben Hart as an assistant Phil coach. Phil Davis. Phil Davis. And then there was Phil Harper saying, We're very disappointed. Yes. He said, Get over it, Phil. <laughs> it's
3: very good. Um, so I, I think that there's going to be a lot of people looking for um, some fluoro orange to wear because um, it's very nice. It's couple a couple of
4: uh, text messages coming through. This one is backing you, Walshie. I'm 100% with you, Walshie. Roll the dice with Horatio. Frankie Evans as the sub. If Horatio goes down, Frankie comes in. Roll the dice. Be brave. He could change the game.
3: I think he could. We are here alongside Chemist Warehouse. You can head in there for great savings every day. We're having a fantastic morning if you've just tuned in. We are sitting in the lobby at the moment of the Hotel Grand Chancellor here in Adelaide. We've got breakfast in front of us. The coffees are flowing. I'm in my pyjamas. Bix is in a real tight, crisp white T-shirt, flexing at the moment. Last night you wore shorts in just so people would go, oh, what's that on your ankle? Oh. And you said, oh, here's the tattoo I got when I captained the Adelaide Crows to two premierships. That, that's exactly why I we started talking no. about your premiership days, and then it was four o'clock in the morning once you got through your first story. <laughs> We've got it on the TV this here. This is rubbish. The, what I love most of all is that, that Dean came up and got you to sign for our bill, which you've never done before, mm. but he did that so he could get your autograph, and now he's got it, and he's selling it on Hindley Street. So, so you know, Gary Player the golfer. Yes. He had this
4: theory where he wouldn't he refused to sign autographs. This is back in the day. And what he would do, he paid for everything by check. Okay. And he famously bought a brand new Mercedes, signed a check, but because his autograph was so valuable, the owner of the Mercedes dealership didn't cash the check. He just framed it and put it on the wall. So everyone kept his checks for the autograph. And they never cashed any. That's pretty smart, isn't it? It
3: is very smart. And you've so never paid a, for anything. It's an, it's an, an urban myth. I'm
4: not sure if it's true or not, but it sounds like a great story. Ah, I
3: could just go with some lies on the radio. No worries. Um, <laughs> Panasonic air conditioning, come home to your perfect environment. They take care of Bickley's, believe it or not. We have a condensed version of that next on SENSA, Nine Minutes Day. Good morning.
0: Tyre Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power. Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast
1: with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh.
2: Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go!
3: Well, at three minutes to eight, it could be um, breakfast with Jared Walsh and Joey Chestnut because the amount of food that Mark Bickley has demolished <laughs> Who's, who's here, Joey Chestnut? He's the well, hot dog eating champion. Okay. And you have just demolished it. Everything here. They've had to actually reconsider their catering options at Hotel Grand <laughs> Chancellor because you've eaten all of their food. Um, before we get into Bickley's, believe it or not, this is a very serious message as well, Bix. Um, if you are commuting into the city today yep. or around the southeastern freeway, there's a cow wandering along the southeastern freeway that is just going back and forth. A cow? There's a rogue cow. Holy cow. Yes, so just be very careful. There's been a cow spotted on the southeastern freeway, which is very Adelaide. Mm. Um, but just... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm not making that up. It's literally there. Wow. <laughs> um, we should have yeah, done that around Elephant in the Room. It could have been a real zoo-themed Elephant in the Room. Cow in the Room. In the room. Um, now, Mark Bickley, let's get into Bickley's Believe It or Not, the Condensed Edition um, okay. uh, Panasonic Air Conditioning. Come home to your perfect environment. Let's have a listen to the wonderful intro.
2: George,
6: is it at home? Leave a message at the Believe it or not.
4: Okay, this is how this segment works. I give you three statements, and you have to choose the one which is not true. Mm. So two of these are true. One of these is false. And today, the theme is around goal kicking, and in particular, inaccurate goal kicking. This is on the back of great players on the weekend last weekend not being able to put up through the big sticks yes. melbourne couldn't kick straight yep. port adelaide had their had their uh, issues as well okay so we'll start with this one yep. the first statement buddy franklin 2007 round 21 against the western bulldogs buddy franklin kicked two goals 11 if you can believe that uh, fortunately for the hawks he still they still went on to win by a staggering 84 points And for that year, Buddy kicked 73 goals, 62. So that was the year before he went on to kick 100 goals. But he kicked two goals, 11 in one game. Okay, thank you. Uh, The next one is about a gentleman called Michael Byrne. He played uh, for Melbourne. The Melbourne Footy Club made his debut for Melbourne. Switched over in 1982 and played for the Hawks. On debut, he kicked eight goals straight. Three years later, he kicked eight behinds when he played against his old club, uh, the Hawks ended on 11 goals 31. Can you believe that? They snuck home by 16 points. They had 24 more scoring shots. But uh, the zero goals eight in 1985 is the uh, the most recent uh, and the highest mm. non or most points without kicking a goal. So that's Thank what you. I'm trying to say. Yes. Okay, So that's Michael Byrne yep. from Hawthorne. And the last one is in regards to uh, Justin Longmuir who uh, obviously we know played for Fremantle. Yep. Uh, the Dockers, tall forward, he played on a perfect day on Subiaco Oval in 2003 when he kicked 0-7, goals which was the worst kicking effort since McBurn, the bloke we just spoke about. Yeah. So uh, in that day, Fremantle kicked 8 goals 25-73, they went down to the Western Bulldogs, who kicked 12 goals, 577. So Justin Longmule kicked seven behinds, and Fremantle, 825, went down by four points, even though they had 33 scoring shots to 17. I'm looking for the true one, right? Yep, that's it. Okay. No, 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 no. You're looking for two of them are true, one of them is false.
3: Yeah, I, okay. So I'll answer this quickly because we've got to move into Sunday Detch. Um, Buddy. I, I do recall Buddy was quite inaccurate a fair bit throughout the early stages mm-hmm. of his career, so I'm going to say that's true. Um, Michael Byrne, I don't know too much about, but I think it's a bit of a quirky stat that you've thrown towards I me. Mean, eight straight in eight his, straight in his zero, first eight game, and then zero, 8 when he played against his old team. Yeah, uh, Justin Longmuir with his behinds makes sense, but eight twenty five is very inaccurate for the team. So I'm going to say that number three, Justin Longmuir is incorrect.
4: Well, you are correct indeed. Oh, that is right. right. For, for that exact reason as well. Like everything was true about Justin Longmuir except the final score. It wasn't 8-25. They kicked 18-25. So in actual fact, they didn't lose by four points. They won by 56 points. So he didn't have the egg on his face, so to speak, uh, in terms of kicking seven behinds and losing the game for his team. They still won by plenty. I like it,
3: Bix. hmm, There you go. Let's
4: hope they kick straight this week, some of the big key forwards.
3: Text message coming through before we head to the news. Josh from Aldinga Beach, we spoke about the cow on the uh, southeast freeway and Josh saying, sources tell me that the cow is refusing to
4: move yeah Roder, right, I'll do the crap jokes thanks Josh
3: <laughs> so don't touch <laughs> next to Tessie NSA we are in the Hotel Grand Chancellor this morning having a fantastic time um, and don't forget a massive day on SCNSA the run home with Kimba on the Roach from 3 and Sports Day SA a little bit later as well we'll be back after this
0: Tyre Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark
1: Bickley and Jared Walsh.
2: Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go!
3: Just after eight o'clock on this Thursday morning, going for a top of 28 degrees today on SEN SA Breakfast. Still to come, we have our Brecky Brownlow alongside Con and Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre. Mark Bickley, some good things to go through this week. We've both made a couple of mistakes, and there's also some very good highlights from the sporting world. But set the scene once again, please. We're here at Hotel Grand Chancellor this morning. Um, we are kicking goals with our exclusive SEN Free Extras deal. Book direct for the win. What are we looking at? How's it been?
4: Yeah, well, we're here in the uh, the foyer. We're right next to Seb's bar, actually, which is a great little setup. If you uh, if you're staying here, you can have a nice ale before you head out, or if you're going to the footy and you come back, you can come back here and have a beer. It's really relaxed. Uh, I've done my best this morning to try and sample as much food as I can, just to go over the menu. I reckon I've been through most of it. It is fantastic. I'm not You've sure. You've eaten I'm, everything. I'm gonna roll out of here when I'm done. I'm so concerned for I'm concerned. I'm looking few days. at Nick now. I'm giving him the big thumbs up. Nick's the chef, of course. Dean, who's uh, really looked after us here. We've we've actually been a bit spoiled today. You're still in your robe. You look very relaxed as well.
3: Like, I'm so relaxed, mate. Mm. Like I, I feel like. Telling my family that we have a commitment to stay here for the next week.
4: <laughs> can we get that up, you reckon?
3: Absolutely we can. Well, we can't now because no. we've got to pay back all the food that you've eaten. So um, I'm going to
4: go do the dishes after this.
3: I know. It's a celebration because, um, you know what, as we farewell the footy season over the next couple of weeks, we welcome back our summer sports as well. And um, fresh off the back of a very first FIBA World Cup campaign for South Sudan, The world's newest country. I was lucky enough to see some of these performances and I I think that I would have a lot of people agreeing with me. They are everybody's second favourite team, if not their favourite team. A man representing them, I'm very proud of and also your Adelaide 36ers is Sunday Detch. Good morning to you Sunday. Congratulations first of all mate. What a proud moment for you and your family.
8: Good morning, Walsh. You appreciate it, mate. It's, um, yeah, definitely a proud moment. Um, one that I'll look back on in years and decades to come and just yeah, just be really happy that I was a part of it and, and be glad that I did it.
3: The other exciting thing about the FIBA World Cup is South Sudan have qualified for the Olympic Games Sunday. Have, have you had time to let that sink in amongst you and your teammates? You know, there's a handful of your teammates who represent South Sudan who have played for the Adelaide 36ers as well. So it's a really special time.
8: Yeah, yeah. Look, it definitely is, and um, I, I don't think it quite has because right after the game we went home to South Sudan, and celebrated for two, three days, and then come back and we're right into the thick of the NBL preseason. So we haven't quite had a chance to sit down and actually just go through our journey and, uh, to the Olympics so far. But it, it will be something we, we are looking forward to, and probably we'll sit down as a group right, right before it and just be like, guys, we're here. You know, let's let's make history once again.
4: Now, now Sunday, we probably, as Australians, take for granted that our team is going to qualify and play in the Olympics. Tell us, you mentioned yeah. you went back to uh, South Sudan. What sort of impact has it had back in, in, in your country?
8: Mate, well, the, the ripple effects of, you know, um, off the back of the basketball team's success has been enormous. Um, the country is just up in arms, celebrating every chance they can get because, you know, we, we don't forget that We're a country that's uh, 12 years old. You know, South Sudan's the newest Mm. country in the world and and they haven't had this this kind of excitement and, you know, notoriety in the world stage um, since it was founded in 2011. So to go back and celebrate with the fans, the people, um, you know, it's second to none and it's something that we're really grateful for.
3: NBL season's come around really quickly Sunday and it's a new look Adelaide Thirty Sixes. we farewell Daniel Johnson whose jersey will be retired and hung up in the rafters and a a guaranteed walk-up start to the Hall of Fame. But we also welcome back a couple of faces like um, Jacob Wiley, Jason Caddy and Isaac Humphries all who have worn the jersey before. What can we look forward to this season?
8: Yeah, look, um, I've been on the practice court with the guys this week only so I'm really excited to get on court with them. and and have some familiar faces around the place. Um, look, I think with us, it's, it's always just about putting one foot in front of the other, right, and and being competitive right from the start. So this uh pre-season blitz is going to be a big test for us where we kind of just see where we are amongst the, the rest of the, the teams in the NBL. But um, it's an exciting group, you know, one that, that's um, shown, you know, brotherhood and, and camaraderie, and, and I think we're going to translate that into the court, Um so far, the boys have played two preseason games. We've gone one and one, and and the coaches have been trialling new lineups and, and different different things like that. So, yeah, really excited to get uh, to the blitz this weekend and get playing with the guys.
4: Well, you talk about excitement. Trent Trenton Flowers has generated a bit of excitement. How uh, how do you see his season unfolding?
8: Look, Trenton's a live wire. Um, he's going to be fantastic. You know, I think he's. Super athletic, super energetic, and one the fans are going to, you know, going to really love just with, with his style of play. Um, it, yeah, it, it'll take him a while, as with anyone who's coming into the NBL, right? You know, people people do have an adjustment period, and, and, and we're going to see that as well. But his, uh, his potential is through the roof, and yeah, really keen to kind of see him go up against the likes of, um, you know, the best defenders in the league and, and, and guys like that just to showcase what he can do.
3: So the NBL Blitz is on this weekend up in Queensland. Bix, it should be very good. The Adelaide 36ers' first home game at the Entertainment Centre in a couple of weeks. So please get your merchandise, get your memberships. Before we let you go Sunday, I was lucky enough, as I said, to watch you play in Melbourne in the warm-up matches to the Feeble World Cup. And I felt like I was witnessing the next big thing in international basketball, watching a 16-year-old kid slam dunk over Jack White and Dyson Daniels and... I've seen this kid now. Tell us about him. Um, I, I want to make sure I say his name correctly, but please help us out with it. This this kid is incredible. Yeah, the kid's name is Carmen Maloch.
8: Um, he's at the NBA Global Academy in Senegal in Africa. Um, seven foot one, just a beast, you know, and then he's, he's ready and there's a reason why he was selected on our on our World Cup team. Um, his future is so bright and, And just, uh, you know, a smart kid too. Great head on his shoulders. And there's no reason why he shouldn't be a top five draft pick in the next couple of years. Is basketball IQ is through the roof, but also just the the way he handles himself, you know, is something that's going to kind of bode well for him
3: in the years to come. When you think about it, Bix, what were you doing at 16 years of age? I was playing video games and sitting on the couch, which is kind of what I'm still doing now at 39. I was, all,
4: I was also four foot eight, not seven foot one. Yeah.
3: <laughs> hey, Sunday, we're stoked to have you back in Adelaide, mate. And um, I know I said this to you when I saw you, but. I'm so proud of your journey um, and the, to see the, the happiness that playing basketball brings the, the South Sudanese community. They were so heavily supported in Victoria and around the world. And what an incredible moment for your team, but also for basketball and the growth of the community here in Australia as well. It's something really special. So we always love speaking to you, mate. Good luck on the weekend. Appreciate it, Walshie. Thanks for having me on, fellas. Always good speaking mm. to Sunday, Ditch. Fix his... Yep. Amazing, so he had the opportunity to, to represent Australia, but when this opportunity came along, alongside um, other players who were part of the Adelaide Thirty Sixes ers um, set up like Majok Deng, there's a handful mm. of NBL boys there too, and uh, a lot of NBA players as well. They're amazing to watch. They are so athletic.
4: Well, it once again, it just provides uh, a focal point or a, or a reason to celebrate. And, you know, um, South Sudan's had some challenges along the way, and so to be able to come together and, uh, and focus on something that's so positive and and to be able to you know become positive role models within their community as well it just gives them something to strive it's for It's so important as
3: well because you look through the AFL community and we see what what Magic Door did for so many players, mm-hmm. and that now filters down to um, uh, so many people who represent these these African nations, like Alira Lira at Port Adelaide, like Mac there Andrew. Are, there are so many of these players which I absolutely love. It is thirteen minutes past eight. Very soon we have our Brecky Brownlow. We are loving our time here at the Hotel Grand Chancellor. Uh, we're just kicking goals. There's actually artificial turf out there with mm. some gold You should go kick a goal. Yeah,
4: well, I would embarrass myself. I'm just staying away from the goals. Get a
3: bread roll and kick a goal, okay? <laughs> kick the croissant through what? the uh, the goals. You say croissant a little bit weird. You go croissant. It's a bit strange. You've got a footy there as well. Yeah, it needs a bit of air. Mm. We've, been, anyway. we've been blowing out some hot air this morning here. <laughs> um, hey, if you need to go to the Sandful this weekend too, we've still got tickets to give away. one 736 736 Just call us. A so Balfour's in one hand, your team's colours in the other. Balfour's out for the game. Back after this with our brecky Brownlow.
0: Tyre Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power. Morning Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast
1: with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh.
2: Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go!
1: 19 minutes past
3: eight on SENSA Breakfast. We are having a fantastic morning here at the Hotel Grand Chancellor. We are kicking goals with their free extras too. Um, Bix, we should quickly mention we just spoke to Sunday Detch from the Adelaide 36ers. If you want to get involved in something a little bit fun in local basketball, um, together with the Advertiser, we are looking for Australia's basketball super coach. So there's a prize pool um, including cash, merchandise, NBL experiences worth over $10,000. So ICanWin.com.au for more details. Let's get into our Brecky Brownlow. Shout out to Con and Lena, who were in the news this week. I spoke Mm. about this yesterday. There was a, a car crash car crash of someone who was driving without their licence who coincidentally I think concocted that with Con and Lena they're safe by the way Um, (laughs) so that they would get onto the TV cameras in front of their business Lena did the press conference and she was outstanding so the Bricky Brownlow is we we talk about some of the moments of the week some of the beautiful sporting moments and some not so much such as you were just telling everybody here at Hotel Grand Chancellor this morning that you went to France and you visited the Eiffel Tower (laughs) and um, you tried to pronounce one of their beautiful Beautiful delicacies. Let's have a listen to that.
4: Kick the croissant through what? the, uh, the gold. You
3: say croissant a little bit weird, you go croissant. <laughs> you do. And you looked around, everybody waiting to go, oh, you're so cool, because you went to France, well done. Tell us all- other boring stories. Okay, what have you got? Well,
4: I, I want to bring up um, a little uh, mispronunciation that you had mm. a number of times while trying to say Braden Maynard. You came up with this.
3: I also want to ask you a few questions about the Brainard uh, Brayden Maynard incident. Mm. <laughs> the Brainard I've said that about 6 times this week, Brainard. Yeah, I brain brain also want to ask hard. you a few questions about the Brainard uh, and Maynard incident. Mm. It's not good. It's quite no. embarrassing for someone who likes to pronounce words correctly. Well,
4: and of course, you know, you can say the whole Chinese Women's World Cup team yeah. uh, and you can't get out Braden Maynard. Give me a spell.
3: Thank you. Um, the other thing that you're not good at is um, trying to be relevant and <laughs> young and hip. You tried to go to the wool shed last night yeah, and yep. jump on the Bucking Bull and then we saw you at some establishments that we're not allowed to say on the radio um, but you also were talking about a certain thing that you were doing on social media this, what, what is it called let's have a listen uh, well like the ones that you do with a bit of skin showing it's so uh, you get messages from people saying show me more oh
4: uh, yeah that's a thirst trap isn't thirst it? trap
3: because there's some thirsty people out there that want to see <laughs> Mark quickly. <laughs>
4: why are you talking in a creepy voice why would I why would I put what... up so that someone asked me to show you more because did... you want to
3: be asked for more okay
4: <laughs> That was me inquiring. I heard someone refer to a thirst trap, and I didn't know what it was. And yeah. Then, yeah, exactly. You I'm did
3: that last night when you showed your ankle flesh <laughs> with your tattoo. You're like, oh, you want to see more premiership stuff? Come I, I literally
4: am getting too old. Like, oh, just It's passed me by some of this uh, new jargon. Um, something that hasn't passed uh, one of our legends by, Malcolm Blight. We love Malcolm Blight, and he gets fired up every now and then, like this occasion when he came out with something that's really tickled your fancy. Suki Suki la, la.
3: I love it. We're going to keep playing that. I'm a bit intimidated by Blighty. Okay, we want to finish off the three votes with the Brecky Brownlow. Um, I, I saw this circulating on social media last night. Quinnen Williams, an NFL player. Um, have a listen to what he does right here when he sneezes.
8: Uh, the dedication of different uh, character things. Uh, listen, thank thing that I got here, so...
3: I'm going to play that again. He not only sneezed, but he blessed himself, and then he thanked himself for blessing himself for sneezing. Have a listen.
8: Uh, the dedication of different
4: uh, character things. Listen, thank thing that I got here, so. <laughs> I thought there was a whole heap of people in the room. It was just him. Uh, now, you're not immune to sneezing, Jared. Let's, uh, we, we had something that happened during the week. Let's have a listen. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that cannot be real. It's a real sneeze. Con and Lena at the Brighton <laughs> Trophy Centre. We can share the votes this week. The best in SA. will wrap up the show next.
0: Tyre Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with
1: Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh.
2: Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go!
3: It has been a massive show today, Mark Bickley. We have loved being here at Hotel Grand Chancellor, kicking goals with Grand Chancellor Adelaide's free extras. Make sure you book direct for the win. It's been brilliant. So to Dean and the whole team who have looked after us, we've. Had such an amazing night last night and experience this morning. We will certainly be back. And, uh, yeah, as I said, thank you to them. Um, As we say goodbye and wrap up the week, uh, Port Adelaide, GWS, who are you tipping? Uh,
4: I'm going to tip Port Adelaide. And I'm going to tip Melbourne to get over the top of Carlton as well. The two higher-ranked teams, I think, will bounce back.
3: We love talking sport, but most importantly, are you okay today? Ask the person next to you, are you okay? Continue asking that question. Listen, provide support. Send them off to a professional if they are certainly not okay as well because um, without people being okay, we wouldn't be able to do what we do as well. So, Mm -hmm. bigs, enjoy your weekend. Thanks once again. Um, I'm going to go and see if there's any scraps that you left because you ate all the food.
4: You're going to go jump in the pool as well. Like I said, we are blessed. Hotel Grand Chancellor hosted us wonderfully today, so thank you very much. See you next Tuesday.